Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, the ESW, Jay, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Embers, Fabe, Blossom, William P, Lady, Claire, Jam Today, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Mistress Good Girl, Lady Blooding, Six and Eight, Cassie, Primal Empress, Kaze, Harley Gentleman, Roxy, Mistress Francesca, Slut Queenie, Butte Pain, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Brooklyn B, Serenity Deb, Robert, Ruby R, Christopher, Jess, Sam, Kilted Sir. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. Don't take your love away from me. Don't you leave my heart in misery. If you go, then I'll be blue. Because waking up is hard to do. Wait, 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 wait. What? Rara. What? What? <laughs> I thought we, I thought the topic was breaking up, not waking up. Wait, wait! I said waking you up. You waking up. Wait. <laughs> Holy crap! Okay, uh, it works, but for both, waking up is really hard to I agree. do. I agree. I apparently is what happens to me right now. I'm not really fully wo- woken oh, up. God, that was amazing. <laughs> I'm keeping that. Okay, that was the best yeah, blooper right. ever. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, so so for those who aren't sure, the subject is not waking up. <laughs> <laughs> Although, it usually <laughs> is the subject in all of the podcast episodes. Waking up is hard, hard to, to do. do. But we're really talking about breaking up. BDSM breakups. <laughs> okay, I'm so keeping that. Okay, I see we are off to a rough start as usual. Or a brilliant start. <laughs> Dude, somebody was asking me the other day if I should do, like, if I should do the TikTok at things for, like, bloopers for yes. Pink Kink. And I was like, what bloopers? They're like, you don't have any bloopers that you cut? I was like, hell no, I leave them all <laughs> in. They're the best things ever. Oops. Hell no, I don't have bloopers. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So, so, yeah. Okay. So, we're actually talking about breakups. Mm-hmm. And this was inspired because of a conversation that I had with somebody. Actually, two somebodies. Who recently broke off their, specifically for them, their DS dynamics. And they were struggling. They missed their dom. They missed their routine. They missed everything about their partnership. And it made me realize the struggle that I had when Voldemort and I broke up. When D and I broke up. The middle dom, there was no struggle. No. (laughs) (laughs) Poor thing. But I also was only with him for three months. So... I really hadn't fully established routines yet. Voldemort, I was with a year and a half. D, I was with for a year and a half, two years. So it's hard to break those routines. Yeah. And I thought, 
perhaps we should discuss it, but we're not going to discuss just specifically DS dynamic breakups, though that'll be a large focus of it because that's hard. Well, okay, so my experience in this is like kind of minimal. Um, I haven't really had a whole lot of DS relationships other than daddy. Mm-hmm. And you're not allowed to break up. I'm not. We've all told you that. Nope. Well, what you guys have all told me, including my mother, by the way, if we break up, d- divorce, whatnot, you're all keeping him. So that's not fun. <laughs> Sorry. Fun for you, maybe not for Sorry. me. Sorry. Who gets, who gets the dog, though? Uh, me. Oh, okay. That's my so dog. So if we get Daddy J, you get the dog? Yes. All right. You can't have both. That seems fair. All right. Yeah, that would be really selfish. If I die, you can have both. If you die, I got bigger problems than that because who the fuck's going to do the podcast with Good luck me? with that. I mean, not that I couldn't talk by myself for an hour. You're going to have to hire an editor. But that's the, the editing problem. I could totally talk for an hour and fill it in. You probably could. You do most of the research yourself anyway, so that's yeah. not a problem. It's actually harder for me to shut up than it is to talk. Oh, trust me. I know. <laughs> trust me. Of all people, don't you think I realize that? <laughs> You decided to do a podcast with a New York Jew. I don't know what to tell you. You, I decided. You said, hey, Dora, join me in this podcast. Uh, sure. Well, no, you're joining me in this podcast. Oh, okay. I All didn't right. decide nothing. You dragged me into this. Okay, well, then we can't break up either. Uh, agreed. There you Would go. That be- That's not a DS relationship, though. Well, it depends. Ow. My nasal passages. Uh, yeah, I got the snort. Shit. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've got I've been so sick. Hard. <laughs> uh, I, I got the tears going. You got the snort. Drink that's up, a folks. Double shot of what? Water. <laughs> Water. Coffee. Coffee. <laughs> we should. I swear to God, I want to call up that, uh, what is it? Bones Coffee and oh, yes. make a pink kink coffee. Oh, my. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. All right. Do it. Oh, okay. I'm just going to call the company. Yeah, tell them you want to you want to work with them. Okay, on a sponsorship deal, you'll I'll promote be- them. They make a pink I promote coffee them anyway. <laughs> you'll make a pink coffee and we'll promote them. All right, we'll I'll email them. Sure. All right. <laughs> Anybody from Bones Coffee listening? Because that'd be great. All right. Should we actually now talk about the subject matter? Though, Why? Though I did start off the podcast with the subject matter. I mean, I fucked it up, but I started <laughs> with the subject matter. <laughs> We're already hyped up, man. This is like this is gonna go well, well. I am on my second cup of coffee. Um. This is my first, but it's a very large coffee, so I'm not sure what that what that exactly is. Um, so hey, Rob, Rob, yes, I know that you you um your relationships and stuff they've been very painful breakups. You know they have. They really they've have. Been, thank thank you for for that understanding, especially for the rest of us when you <laughs> broke up with Voldemort because that you was guys pain- all celebrated. No, it was painful watching you have the relationship. Yeah. Okay. All right. Which was more painful to watch, relationship with Voldemort or the relationship with D? I. Yeah. That's not a fair question. <laughs> um, I don't always make the wisest choices, folks. I'm just I admit that freely. No. How many times have I said that to you? Live and learn. Yeah. What was the um the worst one that you saw me go through? Um, the one that goes to jail. Horsecock. Oh, Horsecock. Because he just disappeared. Well, okay. I actually heard from him a oh, few you, months later. Okay, you need to tell that story because that's a doozy. Oh, the the ghosting or the the amnesia? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. 
the the reason that he ghosted <laughs> me. Okay, so this was my I according to Rara my biggest DS breakup. I've had well, Rara, your roommate. We also broke up pretty. Yeah, but that one you badly. were too you were too angry. I was too angry to give a shit. Yeah, and, I was and, pissed. And that's just my advice. Like if you feel yourself really hurt, get angry because it's much easier to get over the breakup when you're angry. Oh, I always heard that it was easier to get over someone when you get underneath someone else. I'm figuring that out. Hold on. You, I need to, had, you need to math that. I need to, I need, that that I means need just to. go fuck somebody and you'll be fine. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. Uh, me and Horsecock, which is how we will refer to him <laughs> as because that's... That's just as good as Voldemort. Horsecock. I mean, it's, yeah. it's funny. He did have a really big dick. Okay. I guess he still does. I don't know if it's still attached. I would hope so. I hope he's that's, still that's alive. That's an even bigger problem. But I'm bumping. So he and I were, we both knew that it was DS only. It was never going to be anything more than that. I knew that I wasn't going to catch feelings for this guy. Mm-hmm. And I was right. I never did. But the problem was he ghosted me. And w- what? Like me? No. How dare he? You don't fucking do that. Bastard. Couldn't get a hold of him. Nothing. So I was like, all right, fuck this. So I went out and found another person, and it turned out that he ended up being Rara's roommate, and that's a whole different story. But he ended up calling me several months later. So I think we he ghosted me in, like, February, and then he ended up calling me in May on the day of my grandfather's funeral. Ah, timing is everything. Oh, it was brilliant. So I was already not in a good headspace to deal with him. So he answered the phone because I never blocked his number. I was like, just kind of leaving it there just out of curiosity. And he calls me and he goes, hey, so I have this number in my phone and I I just need to figure out who this is because I don't really know who who this name is. And I'm like, what the fuck are you even well, talking about? Well, it's not about? like you could really mark him as horsecock in your phone in case anybody saw it. Right. <laughs> no, I knew exactly who it was. Uh-huh. I knew who he was. Oh, like, he didn't know who he, he was, was sending telling a message me. to. Gotcha. No, he called me and said, I don't know who this is. I'm trying to go through my phone and go through all of these names that I don't recognize. And I'm like, what the recognize? fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? You don't recognize me? And he goes, no, I'm sorry. I was in a race and I got in a car crash. And this guy was a real big car guy, right? I got in a crash and I have amnesia and I don't remember anything from the last year. I thought that only happened in books and movies. Yeah, oh, yeah movies. I was like, ah, uh, no, I don't believe you. Also, it's my grandfather's funeral today. I'm not in a really good headspace to deal with your bullshit. But when I hang up with you, I will remind you who I am. Don't worry. So I hung up and I texted him every picture of us fucking. I love it. Including the ones of me pegging him. Oh, yeah. That I had in my phone. Brilliant. And then I went on FET and I tagged him in all of them. Oh, I love it. So he could double make sure. And these were mostly from the, this was the guy that I had that threesome with, with Highland Tiger. And it was like the seven hour long threesome scene. Yep. So we had lots of pictures. And yeah, I sent him all of them. I never heard back from him. It's been a few years. Shocking, I tell you. Shocking. Mm-hmm. I was like, Look at me making an electro joke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Uh-huh. I didn't at first, but now I get it. Okay. Thank you for explaining it. Anytime. <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? What do you mean amnesia? Hey, guys, guess what? That one doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know. Okay. I bet. Well, 
as, as anybody knows, unless you've been very fortunate in this life to have never had a breakup. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know how painful it can be and how difficult it can be. And then if you add DS into that mix. Oh, it's so much worse. You're taking it to another level. You're used to, I know for me, I was texting my dom every morning to say good morning, every night to say good night throughout the day. They were making decisions for me. What do I wear? I remember the first time I had to look in my closet and go, shit, what do I put on? Yeah. Because he was picking out your clothes, yeah. wasn't he? Oh, yeah. yes. And don't get me wrong. It's not that I'm not a full grown ass adult who knows how to pick out my own fucking clothes. It's just the fact that it's a different routine. And all of a sudden you're kind of like, shit, what do I do? Yeah. Right? That's difficult to wrap your head around. Mm-hmm. Wearing a collar. Oh, yeah. You went through shit with that, didn't you? Well, I, I did a couple things. The first one is my daily collar. I switched it out. So I took off the charm. I used to have a charm, and I've mentioned this in other episodes for those who've listened. I had a charm that said was slave in, I think, Japanese. So I took off that charm, and I switched it out with a crown to remind myself that I am a princess, and I deserve to be treated as royalty. Right? Exactly. But the hardest thing was actually my play collar. I'd never gone to a kink event where I didn't have my play collar on, which represented support and safety. Whether he was with me or not, it was an extension of him. And I remember the first time I went to Baltimore Playhouse after we broke up and I didn't ha- and I wasn't going to put on that play collar because obviously I didn't belong to anybody anymore. And I, the extreme exhibitionist, couldn't leave the changing room naked because I felt really, truly naked without the collar on. Right. And my friend Sam was like, you got to do this. I said, how about I just put on the collar for like a little bit and work my way up? And he said, no, it's like ripping off a Band-Aid, babe. You got to just go out. And I actually, oddly enough, started out where I went topless, but still had my bottoms on because it, I felt really true. For the first time, I felt really naked. I mean, obviously, I've totally got past that. Clearly. Totally. I'm surprised and, you don't do the podcast naked. Um, It's cold down in the studio. Yeah. You're telling me. And I'm worried that I'll cut something with, I'll cut like one of the wires with my nipples because they're, you know. Don't do that. This shit's expensive. I know. That's why I don't do it. All right. The other problem, of course, is what happens if you're both involved in your local community? Oh, and you and see each other all the time. see each other. Yeah. And that's happened to me too. I had two instances. And one in particular, you know, one was just out at, it was actually a crucible. And I saw Voldemort and my ex, and my ex Metamore, who we didn't get along to begin with. And, but that was easy enough because I could just walk away and make sure I wasn't near them. But there was at a private party and I was in the middle of a scene and I was cuffed to a post. Can't walk away from that. Can't walk away from that. And they were so fucking close. And as a result, I made a big mistake. Uh oh. Well, because I do I know this story? I don't know. It has a very funny ending. Okay, let's go. Um, I was actually doing with um a scene with the gentleman you call Poppy. Oh, was I there? No, this was this was not you were not this was that um yeah, I don't think you were there. Okay, that's fine. So I we were doing impact and I ended up taking more than I pro- than I'd ever taken before and probably should have taken because I was going to prove something to Voldemort and you my ex made a more. Stop doing that. 
Yeah, I'm really competitive that way. You think? Yeah. Do I you do. know you? I know me very well. Doesn't mean I fix it, but I know it. Oh boy. So I I wanted to prove something, and I actually ended up with bruises for three weeks. Man, Poppy went hard. Yeah. Well, this was also the important night where I learned a very, very valuable lesson. Oh God. Don't wear a butt plug during impact. Because <laughs> <laughs> you was with Poppy. Because you never know when you when the butt plug shoots <laughs> out like a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> So here I was doing this really hard scene thinking, I'm going to fucking show my ex. Oh, you showed her something. And then I ended it on that note. (laughs) Oops. So, So if you learn nothing else from this episode, learn this. Don't. Where butt plugs during impact scene. It could end up with a really shitty situation. Yes, that's exactly what happened. (laughs) It's not like they come out clean. Do you not wear butt plugs? No. Okay. They don't come out clean, honey. Not on the regular. Nope. Nope. They don't come out clean. Oh, boy. I thought I was making a pretty good joke and I was going to set you off. No. No. No, that's what happened. Have you it noticed went, that our voices went up like several <laughs> octaves right now? It went, shoot, plop. <laughs> <laughs> now that you all have that visual in your mind. Oh, God, you cannot gouge out your mind's eye. <laughs> sorry, not sorry? Mm, I'm sure you're not. I don't like you right now. Oh, God. Uh, I need a tissue. Do you, yes, right here. freaking tissue. I keep tissues nearby because you never know when I'm going to start tearing from all the laughter. Oh. <laughs> this is an extra special episode. <laughs> this is actually the first episode in what? A while that over a month that we've been together. Yeah. Face to face. Yeah. Because before we, because, you know, we batch record. So yeah. we've been doing them like over, what the heck is the program we use? I'm losing it. Riverside? Yeah. Well, t- and Typhoid Dara here. Hey! I wasn't allowed <laughs> <near> me. <laughs> Typhoid Dara. I see a graphic coming from that <laughs> one or a sticker or something. All right. <gasps> anyway, we are here today to help you with advice on what to do when you break up. Um, I already gave mine episode over. Just crawl underneath somebody else. All right. Take a nap. I'll, yeah. I'll take it from I'm here. Sleep now. All right. So breakups can happen for tons of reasons. We've, ex- I've, I broke up with Voldemort because he's, he's a fucking asshole liar. Yeah. Oh, that's a pretty good reason. You like that one? Um, let's see. I broke up with my uh with Horsecock because he ghosted me. Mm-hmm. And I oh, hey, I just remembered another DS breakup. Yeah. Wolfie. Oh, I remember Wolfie, the yeah. guy in California. Yeah. Yeah, Wolfie was actually my sub and it was a long distance one. So that breakup That one hurt you if I remember correctly. It that did. one was hard. It did because I had just gotten back from seeing him. I took a trip out there. And we decided to break up. It was mutual, but we decided that the long distance thing was just too much. And it, it was just causing a lot of problems. And so the, the, when I went out to visit him was basically goodbye. It was the one and only time I actually went to visit, but he was so cute and he was really adored him. I did adore him. He was adorable. He was actually kind of, um, 
semi little. I'm not going to say he was all the way little, but to, you know, I used to give him goodnight tuck-ins over the phone. We would do a lot of like stories and stuff. And I had to talk him down from his first drop. That was a really, really interesting night. But yeah, he was super sweet. Again, not really someone I was going to catch feelings for in the long run, but I really, he was a really, really good person. Mm-hmm. So not having the, the waking up text, you know, cause he was for, he was way, way more time zoned out than me. But that didn't even make sense. What did I just say? <laughs> Are you okay there? I don't know. You're getting the feels just thinking about it. I am. It well, was, it was, it was, you know, DC to California. There's a big it's time a difference. It's a three hour time difference. So when he would wake up, I was already at work. Right. So about 10 o'clock in the morning, I would be getting good morning mistress text messages and I would always just go, oh, good morning, sweetie. Good morning, Wolfie. And then when he would go to sleep, you were already, I was already out. So I would send him good night text messages and it was just, that was rough. Well, right. And so- being separated in distance is often a reason for breaking up. Um, you have different priorities. Your lifestyles don't mesh up anymore. You've grown apart. I know yeah. that. That happened with my marriage. <laughs> we, <laughs> just, we grew apart. We wanted different things. Sometimes it's that the relationships are unhealthy. Yes. For one or both of the people, right? And sometimes a relationship can just naturally come to an end. You just sort of realize one day, huh, this is we're pretty much done. We've done everything that we can. Yeah. It, and usually those are more mutual. It's the ones that you're not expecting mm-hmm. that are usually the ones that hurt the most. Right. Even if you're the one who does the breaking up. It still hurts. You miss the routine of it. Well, that and the fact that based on, like with Voldemort, the reason I broke up with him was because of the lies that I found out he told. So not only am I mourning the loss of this relationship. But I'm mourning the loss of who I believed he was Yep, and angry at myself for being a sucker and falling for those lies. There was a lot of emotions going on with that one. Yeah. Uh, number one, there was anger. Yeah. I was pissed. I bet that helped. It did. It, re- it did at the time. And then, of course, my favorite line from him when I broke up with him. Oh, boy. Well, actually, I guess technically he broke up with me. Technically. Okay. Well, because I, being the mature, responsible adult, wanted to do it in person. Oh, gotcha. So I had sent him a met. I had found out. We'll go back a little bit. We were Polly, right? And he and I were fluid bound. Fluid bound. Easy for me to say. And supposedly, I was the only one he was fluid bound with. And then I started talking to, I started to get really upset when he became interested in this 18-year-old. Yes, I remember this. Right? He was, by the way, just to give you guys clarification, he was like 42. And I had a difficult time with him getting involved with an 18-year-old because I had children that age. And I honestly thought it was disgusting. Well, he has this knack for choosing the young and vulnerable. Right. So I then spoke to the 18-year-old and befriended her because I'm maternal like that and discovered that they had talked about having sex without protection. They hadn't actually done it yet, but they were talking about doing it. And that was just it for me. Like I couldn't, I was having a hard enough time dealing with him being with an 18 year old, but then yeah, the fluid bound when he and I were, were fluid bound. So I wanted to break up with him in person because I wanted to talk to him about this. So I had said to him, I need to see you tonight. And keep in mind, we only lived one mile from each other. Right. Right. Well, I didn't take into account that the 18 year old would go running to him. 
and tell him about the conversation. Because 18. Right. And then I also reached out to his wife at the time to also let her know what was going on. And um, I got a message from him basically saying, fuck you. So technically, I guess he broke up with me, but I had every intention. I mean, it was almost there. Yeah. And then, of course, he also said to me, this is my favorite. Ready for this one? Yes. This is going to make you laugh. Maybe even snort. Okay, wait. Let me get the tissue ready. Get it ready? Okay, here we go. He said, you will never amount to anything in this lifestyle without me. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yep. Um, well, that that was inaccurate. <laughs> Pretty funny, huh? Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, that poor guy. And, then, you know, then I, I staged a coup and took over his munch. And, and then grew completely it. Completely stole it. Grew it twice its size. Yeah. And now you have a podcast and you're like semi-famous. Podcast. I, I'm like. What, and what, you're teaching. I'm about like D-list famous is where I put it. I'm definitely not A-list. No. I don't even think I'm B-list. Or C. Yeah. But I'd put us down at like F. Although it's really cute when at the Crucible people come up to us and are totally fangirling. Yeah. Well, I had somebody bring up yesterday in another chat about my TikToks. So. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry I can't be a part of those. I know. But anyway. I forgot what my point was in all of this. But breaking up is really tough. Yeah. That's that's it. So. um. We broke up because it was a deal breaker, right? Yeah. Fluid bonding is deal breaker. And just in case anybody wanted to know, you can be poly and be a cheater. Yes. As in, listen to our poly episode. And if you do not communicate that you're going to be with this person, that's cheating. Well, it's not even just that because you might have, I have in my current poly agreement with Diesel, we don't talk about it. He doesn't have to tell me if he's with somebody else. I don't have to tell him if I'm with somebody else. That's one of his kinks. So he always asks me. Oh, yeah. But I don't ask him if he's sleeping with anybody else. It just, I don't need to know. The only thing I need to know is he and I are fluid bonded. I just need to know if you are fucking other people, you are wearing protection. Okay. That's all. I don't need any other information. Somebody else might have their poly agreement that says otherwise. That I need to know who you're doing and when. So really, it's just if you're going against the agreement. That's cheating. Right. Whatever that agreement might be. So other kinds of breakups can include if you or your partner, or in Robert's case, partners, do not share the same opinions, beliefs, goals. And that's why it's important. Really, really important to... What's that word that we keep using in this podcast over Um, and over uh, again? Catharsis. Communication. Communicate. Oh, that's right. That's it. You're supposed to communicate. Whatever it is that is going to be a deal breaker for you. So, for example, I almost broke up with Daddy J. <gasps> I didn't know this. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know this? Or maybe I didn't. I forgot because I'm old. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. There, there was a couple times where it was just, just barely under the deal breaker part. The only thing that I will say that saved him is that man is really good at learning. He, uh, do you remember the time I told, I swear to God, I told you this. We were in a Walmart parking lot. Oh, yeah. I know this one. Yeah. I we, didn't realize this. You almost broke up over oh, it. Oh, that pissed me That I knew. You off. were. You were angry. I mean, I get angry at him and Rara's usually the one that I call and I'm like, Rara, 
Guess what Daddy J did? I'm so pissed. Mm-hmm. Can't break up with him now because I married him, but you know. And none of us will let you, so it's all well, good. Well, yeah. So she usually is the one that talks me down from all this shit, like last week. <laughs> or was it two weeks ago now? <laughs> Who remembers at this point? It's been so often. Whatever. <laughs> but this one, this one was really bad for me personally. I, it's, I think it's, it is a huge part of DS and it is a huge part of BDSM that it's all about consent. That's the other C word we throw around a yeah. lot. We have a lot of C's. But we were going in there to grab something. I can't even remember what the hell it was. And he, in the parking lot, in public, just randomly turned around and grabbed my boobs. Not acceptable. No. In any way, shape, or form. I just, and I actually pushed him away from me and slapped him across the face. And I said, you did not have permission to do that. I don't care if we've been dating or if we're married. I don't care how long it is. You do not have permission to do that, especially not in public. No one has permission to do that in public. Uh-huh. There was a person who did that at a Ren fair. I knew this person. Ren fairs also, there's a, quite a bit of overlap between Ren fair and Kingsters. They still did not have permission uh-huh. to honk my boobs in public. <laughs> I'm just getting a, a mental picture. Honk, honk, honk. <laughs> I've had my boobs honked. It's all good. I it doesn't. I mean, matter. not in public because that's not appropriate. Well, in yeah. a party, it's fine. There are certain people who have permission to do this at parties, at crucible, in kink situations where it's already kink. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Not in public. No, yep. not ever. You do not disrespect me like that. You do not violate my bodily autonomy like that. No. So that was a really big one for me. It was. It was very close. The thing is, though, he learns and he learns fast. Yeah. Look. I always joke, I'm always going to make mistakes. The good news is I learn from my mistakes and I never repeat them. I just make new ones. Well, there was another time I almost um, broke up with him because of, let's just say we have a difference in certain political opinions. Uh, Yeah. Again, he's learned. His political opinions, let's say, have, I'm not going to say changed because they haven't completely changed, but they've broaden he's a little more open-minded now definitely definitely more open-minded sees where i'm coming from and is like oh yeah i get i get that i i'm i'm with you on that i think it really comes down to are these differences deal breakers so for example one of you wants a monogamous relationship one of you wants a polyamorous relationship is that a deal breaker for some it might be others might say all right let's talk about this Let's you can negotiate. be poly i'll be mono what, whatever it works out yeah political differences it may be a deal breaker i'm extremely liberal like well. extreme like i get people who say to me all the time oh my god you're liberal uh new york jew do i need to say anything else Rara, you're partial socialist at this point i really am i could not be i can be with somebody who's middle of the road yes but conservative Probably not. So that's the thing. With the shift in all of his kind of opinions since being with me, I'm going to say he was just over on the right side before, and now he's a lot more on the left than yeah. he than he thought he was even. Because we've had discussions. Before we got married, we had discussion after discussion after discussion. And I'm like, honey, you're not as right wing as you think you are. Mm-hmm. And But with me, I'm probably not as leftist um liberal as rara is very few are but <laughs> i'm pretty out there yeah well and i'm gonna i just recently i don't even know if dara knows i did this because i don't know how much dara pays attention to our tiktok page 
I just recently made a post on our TikTok page where I basically said, at the Pink Kink Podcast, we stand for all Black Lives Matter, women's rights are human rights, science is real. Yes, please. Right? Oh, my God. No human being can be illegal. Yep. Um, love is love. Yep. And kindness is everything. I think I'm going to get that on a t-shirt. Yeah. They have t-shirts. That's where I I'm, I'm going to buy it and yeah. I'm going to wear it to work. So if somebody comes up to me, and, and actually I did have somebody respond to me, well, you've made your position very clear. How do you feel about all lives matter and blue lives matter? Okay. Let me tell you, if that type of person, I don't care how fucking gorgeous they were, if that type of person, that would be a deal breaker. I could not be involved with somebody like that. Somebody else might say, all right, I'm going to work on trying to change your mind and may or may not have luck. I don't know. But for me, that is a deal breaker. Things like, I I can't do a master-slave dynamic. No, me neither. Right? So if somebody wants to do a master-slave dynamic, that's a deal breaker. If we're in the middle of a DS and they announce one day, you know what? I really want to change this to an MS. I'd have to be like, not going to work for me. Sorry. So tune in next week when we talk about high protocol, because I think Rara is going to have some opinions. No, I have no problem with it. It's just not for me. Right. It's it's not like some people have problem with it because they think it's wrong. It's not that I think it's wrong. I think there's some people who love it and it's perfect for them. Would not work for me. Can you imagine? No, I'm going to put you in some situations. I think it'll be really funny. Yeah. Can you imagine me trying to be somebody's no. slave? No. Yeah. Weird. Right? Another deal breaker for me is infidelity, as it was with, with Voldemort. And infidelity can be different things. In my case, infidelity was the cheating in regard to wearing protection during sex. Yes. It's not necessarily, he's poly. He's allowed to fuck other people. He was. That wasn't the issue. Though, again, personally for me, a 42-year-old with an 18-year-old was it's an a little issue. squeaky was a lot of squicky for me. <laughs> Maybe if I didn't have kids that age, it wouldn't have been a squicky. It's really squicky for me. But fluid bonding? Yeah, that that was that is absolutely cheating. And I I know people who've been in relationships where their partner has cheated and they've gotten past it. Mhm. Well, weirdly enough, I've told uh Daddy Jay I was like, hey, I think maybe you need to just, I think you need to go fuck somebody. And like, you know, we had this conversation about whatever. And he's looking at me like, what? I said, yeah, you should just go fuck somebody. It'll be great. And like, tell me all about it when you get. But here's the thing. That is not cheating to me. I told him to do it. He had consent. He had consent from me. And also right. telling me about it. Voyeur. So that would have, uh, yeah, fed my cut queen kink and voyeurism kink if I got to watch so, again, it's all about what your agreement is. Mm-hmm. My relationship with D, he ended because of lifestyle. He was getting too busy. He had too many responsibilities at home, things he had to take care of, and he wasn't able to devote as much time to our relationship anymore. And he felt he was doing me a disservice as my dominant and not giving me the attention I wanted or needed. I'm realizing how many DS relationships I actually had because I just remembered another one. Ooh, do share with the class. Olivia. Oh, yes. And How could you forget Olivia? Olivia I, is still in our lives. I forgot that- We just talked to Olivia last week. I know. I'm so sorry. 
I just I forgot that it was the same way reason we broke up that you did. I we were both getting unbelievably busy at work, unbelievably busy in our personal lives, and neither one of us could devote any time to having a relationship. It wasn't supposed to be a relationship. It was supposed to be play. Right. Play partners. And then suddenly it was a relationship. And we were like, um, several months later, like, this is just too much. Yeah. That one with D was actually harder than the breakup with Voldemort. Even though D and I, we had a relationship, but it wasn't a romantic relationship. Like, I would say I love him, but I wasn't in love with him. Right. Okay. I love, I loved him because of the help that he had been to me how he got me through things, how he supported me. He was my advisor, but I wasn't in love. This wasn't, we we talked, we never talked about getting married, running away together, any of that, yeah. right? Voldemort, I relocated cross country partially to be with him. And partially to get away from your ex. Well, and because I'm an East Coast girl and I was not doing well on the West Coast. And I also wanted, I'd already had friends here yeah. in this in this community. And this is where I wanted to be. Because had I, he been the only reason I moved, that would have sucked. When we broke up three months after I moved. Luckily, you already had us. Yep. That one was harder with D because there was like, as I said, with Voldemort, I got angry and self-righteous. I was right. He was wrong. Vengeful. And I actually wasn't vengeful at first. I got vengeful. Took his entire group. Well, yeah. He wasn't doing what he should do with it. He wasn't taking care of the people. He was just using it as an opportunity to meet more women. Okay, but... You wouldn't consider that revenge, taking like staging a coup, taking his entire bunch? No. I and looked, Discord? I looked at it as just taking care of my people. Okay. Which he wasn't. I told you, I'm very matriarchal. I'm very maternal. It's, it's yeah. That's why I'm the mama of the group, because I take care of people. <laughs> anyway, don't distract me. I'll lose my place and I won't know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, but with D, thank you. With D, it was much harder because like, there was no reason. I had nothing to be angry about. Yeah. that That's the it was hardest just, one. I was just sad. And I missed him. And, um, I mean, I got angry later because then I found out he did lie to me. But I didn't know that until three months later. Ouch. Yeah, well. Okay. That's a whole nother story. That's when I helped him. He was helping out another couple that I was friends with. I had actually introduced them because the other couple was in a DS relationship and they were new to it. And so he was going to mentor the Dom and help him. And then I found out he was actually using it to pick up the woman. So, oh, yeah. Well, that's not good. Oh, it was it was quite the mess because she ended up, though they never had sex together, she did not follow the agreement she had with her husband about what she could and couldn't do with D. Oh, yeah. Which is cheating, folks. Yeah. You don't have to have sex to be cheating. So... Yeah. And then I found out and I was, I felt awful for the husband and I was so angry. Anyway, let's talk about now how you may feel after a breakup. Right? Sad. Very sad. Angry. I was very sad. Right? You might have, if, if you're the one who's been broken up with, you might have low self-esteem. What's wrong with me? Why didn't they love me? Why did, Why did they, they break up me? with me? Why didn't they want to keep me? Mm-hmm. It's um, you. You feel like you failed, and that's just no. The relationship didn't work out, but it's not a failure on your part. And by the way, if anybody tells you that it's your fault that you are the failure, tell them to suck your dick. What happens if you don't have a dick? Get one. Okay. Get a fake one. Get I believe in getting a dick whenever you can. There's dildos. You can be like, yo, suck yeah, this. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. 
I mean, it's unless, of course, you were the one who they broke up with, like Voldemort. I'm sure I. He should think, what did I do that I failed at? Because he did fuck no, up. No, he failed. Yeah, he totally okay. failed. I'm talking about like if somebody says that, um, okay, for example, one of my ex-husbands said that I got too fat. Fuck him. Right. And the horse he rode in on. I would like to see him on a horse because he probably would fall off and it would get trampled because it would be hilarious. <laughs> no, thing is, uh, he was also kind of getting fat and I was getting, I was gaining weight because of severe depression being with him. Ah, yeah. Also, undiagnosed medical issues that are now under control. Aha. Yeah. But, like, seriously, you don't fucking tell somebody that's their right. fault. Even if you're the one who ended the relationship, you could still have low self-esteem. Maybe you feel like a bad person or you feel incapable of having a lasting relationship. Like, why did I, – like, I've had no, none that have worked. This keeps failing. What's wrong with me? Right. But it doesn't mean that you're the failure. Well, it also makes you want to read – if you redefine what is failure and what is success in a relationship, okay, just because you didn't grow old together doesn't mean the relationship failed. Yeah. It simply means it was, a, it was a success for the amount of time that it lasted. I have a personal philosophy and it's one of the reasons I tend ne never to have regrets about my relationships. And I, I've stolen this quote from somewhere, so don't give me credit for it. Everybody comes into your life for a reason. Sometimes the reason is just for a small amount of time. Sometimes the reason is for a large amount of time. Sometimes the reason is to teach you what not to do. Oh, you've had a lot of those. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of lessons, Rara. <laughs> I try. I figure I try. If it doesn't work, on to the next. You're just really a I just tend not to have regrets. So this is why I'm able to do this because I'm like, try it. What's the worst that happens? It doesn't work. Rara is just a lifelong learner. I am. <laughs> but it's, it's so if to look at a relationship that has ended and, and have regrets, I don't think you need to look at the relationship. What did you learn from it? What did it teach you? I mean, right. So let's say my first husband was mentally and emotionally abusive. I got out before it got physically abusive, just barely. You know, and that's one thing right? that we do have in yes. common. He started to throw things at me. So it was only, and he took a, he took a butcher knife, told me to use it to kill myself, but he didn't actually use it on me, right? I could look at that and say, I regret that. Oh my God. But no, first of all, it gave me my eldest. So right there alone is not a reason, is a reason not to regret it. But I also learned, and the person that I am today is because of that relationship and what I learned. If I hadn't had that relationship, I'd be an entirely different person. I kind of like who I turned out to be. I mean, I like who I turned out to be, but I could still regret my first husband. That was useless. It wasn't. You wouldn't be you if it weren't for that relationship. So the trauma that he gave me that I'm still dealing with, that is something I could definitely do without. Mm -hmm. But again, I, while I totally understand why you would want to do without that trauma, you would be a totally different person. If you didn't have that relationship, that's just where I come from. I mean, that's, as I said, that's my philosophy. It's, yeah, it would have been nice for me not to have dealt with the trauma and the shame of allowing myself to be treated the way my, my first ex-husband treated me, but I wouldn't be who I am. So it's just my own little mental gymnastics to help me deal with shit. Honestly, I credit coming here, coming back home from when I was in college 
and joining the community at large with who I am today. Yeah. Not necessarily the first two husbands. Okay. You're allowed to have that opinion. I just, I went through so much depression and shit with the, with the other two. I mean, you were there for the second one. Yep. You watched it. Yep. Speak. Let's talk about depression. All right. Because depression is a very common occurrence. I mean, I, I didn't go through that with the breakup of my second marriage, but I very much did with that first marriage. That was, I mean, I put on a ton of weight because I ate my feelings. (laughs) I felt depressed and stupid and idiotic. One thing I've noticed about depression, whenever I get it, it's not the sadness that does it. It's the apathy. It's the, I don't want to do anything. So my reaction when I get overwhelmed, when I have any kind of stressor is to sleep. It's just sleep. I'm not, I don't, I used to eat my feelings and stuff, but now it's, I don't, something happened and now I just like, anytime I get overwhelmed with too much of an emotion, the second time I was leaving a husband, I just slept and I couldn't be bothered to do a damn thing. And if it's, if it's a breakup depression, it's really hard to get over that. It's really, really hard to get out from underneath that crushing weight that I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah. And and the reality is you're grieving. You are grieving a loss. A loss. Either the loss of the relationship itself and or the loss of the fantasy that you had. You know, if you've been together for a while and you're making plans, we're going to get married. We're going to have children. We're going to go to this BDSM convention together. Whatever it is, you had this, you not only lost what you currently have, but you lost all the things you thought were going to be coming down the road. And that's, that sucks. Yeah. A lot. You know? So how the hell do you get over that breakup? There really, there's no one way to do that. It's, no, it's just how you need to process it. Exactly. Not everybody, what will work for one person doesn't work for Not everybody. Not at all. So what works for Rara, taking over a group, staging a coup. Getting angry. Yeah, that, that didn't work for me for a couple of them. Well, a couple of them I didn't need to. Wolfie made me sad. Mm-hmm. Olivia, I was really calm about Olivia. Mm-hmm. That one didn't really affect me because we knew we were going to see each other and still be friends. Like that was the l- most chill breakup I think I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Your roommate pissed me the fuck off. Yeah. Well, that one to me was what you were talking about was infidelity. Mm-hmm. Because we had talked about being poly, but he didn't come to me and say, hey, I'm going to start dating other people. He just did. And then some of the people he chose caused problems. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You could say problems. That's mm-hmm. one word for it. Yeah. Big problems. <laughs> so here are just some ideas of how to get over a breakup. Again, what will work for one will not work for the other. Allow yourself time to be sad and to grieve. Your grief is real. And it's okay to feel that way. You could be in denial. You may not want to believe it. So you're still going to go through like the stages of grief, right? First one is denial. No, no, no. That didn't happen. You may not want to believe that it is happening or that the issues you're having aren't serious enough to break up over or whatever it is. But eventually you do have to come to terms with, yes, this caused a breakup. 
whether or not it's something you did, whether or not it's something they did, whether or not it was mutual decision, because let's say the whole work issue and nobody has time for it anymore. You're, you may, oh, okay, but mm, I don't think that's bad enough. Yeah. If it caused the breakup, yeah, it, it's bad enough. Mm-hmm. You just you have to be able to remind yourself that, yeah, that's what's happening. Right. Of course, there's always the bargaining as a way to control the outcome or avoid accepting the breakup. So you might, if I could just fix this relationship, if I could change this, change that, I'll, I, I can make it better. And right. then we won't have to break up. Then there's anger. That's the, st- I just skipped the first two steps and go right. straight to that. I one. was like looking at Raro and I said that I was like, Hey, this is the one Raro just goes straight to. Um, and also these don't necessarily go in order. Yeah. You could be angry first. This one is, it depends on the situation. Like, Rara was angry at Voldemort for the cheating, but she was also, with the first husband, angry at herself. With me, I just get angry at everyone, everything for a hot minute, and then Hurricane Dara blows itself out, and then I move into, yeah, what? And then I'm in denial. So I I do things out of order. Well, I tend to go straight to anger at the breakup because it takes, especially if I'm the one doing the breaking up, it takes me so long to finally admit it's time to break up like my my um my girlfriend right should have broken up long before i did how long were you guys together three years yeah you should have broken up at the year mark yeah that's what i'm saying right but i went through the first two stages while we were still together the denial the denial that there's problem oh yeah that's true and the bargaining and the bargaining i did that while we were still together and it wasn't until i got to the anger stage that i finally went okay yeah we gotta do this we gotta break up yeah. Okay. So that's actually true that it can happen during the relationship. The relationship is over, but you're still in it. Yeah. Yes. You can be depressed as hell. Yeah. I don't think I was ever, I was more I, depressed is, is to me is next level sadness. I was sad because I think it's, we've all experienced this where you feel like maybe you put more into the relationship than the other person well, and you're saddened by that. That's also like you and I are both the type A kind of person who does the whole project by themselves in school, yeah. right? So you feel like in a relationship, you might be doing the whole project yourself mm-hmm. and it sucks because you put so much effort into it. Well, I'm also the type of person who, if I decide to do something, I'm all in. Yeah. If I'm not going to be, if I'm not willing to be all in, I'm not going to do it. So once I'm like going, okay, yeah, let's do this. It's like, jump in. Sort of how I ended up in kink because I made the decision to do it. And I jumped into the deep end head first. So that's what I do with relationships. It's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give it my all. Yep. And so there's definite sadness about that. You know, you want to get to the point, obviously, of acceptance. If anybody studied grief, the last step is acceptance. And And that's where you're going to get to with this. And you can swing around some of this stuff. You can think you've accepted it, but then you're not. And you can start the cycle over again. So like, um, let's say with Horsecock, when he, I was over it and then he called me and then he gave me that excuse. I went right back to anger and I had to deal with the whole process all over again. The important thing is that validate your feelings. You're allowed to feel whatever the fuck you feel. And I ran into this problem with actually a guy that I was dating who we ended up, I don't want to say breakup seems like a very strong word. We really didn't have a relationship yet to break up. We were still pretty new, but I was feeling away and I reached out to some of my female friends. This was, you were not part of this group, so you didn't do this to me. Uh, what? Oh, no, that's good. No, this is good. You okay. and I were not that close. This is good. And 
I, I just wanted to vent. Like I just wanted to blow off steam. I was feeling a kind of a way and I wanted to just feeling vomit. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's a great term. (laughs) And I had people trying to fix it or tell me, okay, you weren't together that long. Why are you feeling this way? You don't know. Right? It was not helpful to me. That's such a dude thing to do. We don't want you to fix it. Not only that, but don't tell me I shouldn't feel that way because I was only with that person for a short amount of time. You can feel however you feel. Now, what you do with those feelings may be right or wrong, but feeling that is never right or wrong. It just is. Look, I fell in love with Daddy J on the third date. I didn't tell him. We all fell in love with Daddy Jay pretty quickly. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> you he's very lovable. You didn't meet him until I brought him to prom, didn't you? Yeah, but we fell in love with him then. Yeah, he's pretty lovable. But I, third date. Third fucking date. And you remember, I was so excited to meet him because I had already been talking to him for like two, three weeks. You remember that one party around Mother's Day, the tea? Yeah. And I was talking about him and just gushing. Low wing from it. You were so gushing you, all over the place. You guys were already half in the bag with me. Yeah. Then the hardest part is coming to terms with the changes and your new normal. Because this, and we've been talking a lot about just breakups in general, but this specific to DS, your new normal. You're not going to be texting them good morning, good night messages if you're the submissive. You're not going to be putting on a collar. You're not going to be making decisions for them if you're the dominant or receiving the decisions if you're the submissive. It is going to be different. and. If you are still in the same community, you may be running into them at events and potentially seeing them with other partners. That's the hard part, right? That's your new normal. So like, for example, what if daddy and I had broken up before we got married and whatnot, and I saw him with a different little? Yeah. Could you? Oh, God, no. 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 And honestly, he's the only one I've ever called daddy. I don't think that I'd be able to do that with somebody else. Not being able to, first of all, little out whenever I want and somebody take that and not only take it. Because remember, um, Rara, my my ex-husband said that my little was disgusting. Yeah. It shut off. I shut my little down because of that. I also broke up with him because of that. That's when we got divorced. I was like, nope, you're not taking that from me. Mm -hmm. But daddy, not only... like deals with the little really really well he encourages the little so if we were if we had broken up before this i don't know what i would have done with the little Mm -hmm. i don't know if that could have ever have come back my middle went away for a while after Voldemort, and especially too because my second and third doms were not daddies right and so they didn't encourage it but you have to, you do have to really honestly set yourself up with the new normal. So like somebody, they were having a really difficult time. I talked to somebody that they were used to texting their dominant every morning and it was really hard to break that habit. So I suggested them they find a buddy who could be not their dominant because they weren't going to make decisions for them, but at least they could text that buddy every morning and say, good morning and change this until they could break that habit. So like start off with you're texting your buddy and then maybe because your buddy isn't anybody you have a relationship with other than friends, you'll it'll be a little easier to stop that. Like weaning yourself off. Yeah. What I would tell you though is don't jump into another DS relationship because you're feeling you're floundering without without the dominant in your life. 
let's say the submissive, because first of all, it's not fair. You need to heal. This is a wound and your wound needs to heal and give yourself that time and just immediately go into somebody else to be your dominant. That's like a crutch and you won't heal. And it's not fair to the other person either to be used like that. That's going to cause an open wound on them, right? You need to you need to take a step back. You need to reflect on the relationship. You need to reflect on your own feelings about it, on the breakup itself. Give yourself and everybody else around you that time. You know, and if it's somebody who's in your community and you may see them, then maybe you need to hang out different places if it's too hard. I mean, I know that's one of the things. It's like, who gets custody of the friends in a breakup? Rah, rah. <laughs> it's always but I'm, rah, rah. But I'm not. Here's what's really funny. So with Voldemort, I got custody of like 80% of the friends <laughs> and the other 20% stayed with him. Yeah. Um, five, six years later of those, that 20%. It's down to five. It's down to five. The other 15 <laughs> have come my way. <laughs> they're showing up in my munch. <laughs> they're reaching out to me. It's, but that's because that's because Voldemort's not a good person. And when people find that out, yeah, they tend to be like, "Oh, you were right." You and know? Rara goes, "Yes, yes, I was." In the case of D, I brought him into my community. So when he and I broke up, it only made sense that I stayed in my community, and he went elsewhere. It's not always the case, yeah. but. Is it possible that I could run into Voldemort at an event? Yes, it's happened. I've done yeah, that. He could become in a crucible. Right? It doesn't happen as much anymore because he tends to avoid public events since his reputation has preceded him <laughs> and it's not a good one. And whose fault is that? Is that fault or credit? <laughs> Just say it. It's all in how you look at things. Glass half empty, glass half full, right? Fault or credit. Oh, my God. <laughs> But yeah, so what I would suggest in those things is if you can, look at the RSVPs and see if your your ex is going to be there and make the determination whether or not you're in a good place to see them. Maybe reach out to your friends and say, hey, my ex is going to be there. I still really want to go. Protect but me. I need, I need my, my buddy circle. Can you come with me? Um, maybe you've been fortunate and you've decided you and your ex are going to be friends. Now, I've never had any luck with that. But I've heard people who can do that. Well, yeah, me and Olivia. Yeah. But there was also, as you said, that wasn't a romantic relationship. Mm -mm. It never was. I, 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 people who I have not had a romantic relationship with, that's different. But my romantic partners, I yeah, was, I've never had any luck staying friends with them. I was friends with my second ex-husband for a while, um, but he moved states, so it's kind of drifted. But we didn't, this is the same one that called my little disgusting. Mm -hmm. We still didn't end on horrible terms. The day that he moved out, I still hugged him goodbye. So, yeah. I mean, my 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 first ex-husband was kind enough to drop dead. So, ha! no problems there. No problems there. And and just in case anybody thinks that's not funny enough, just so you know he dropped dead on my birthday. So, it was a great birthday present. And I only say that because again, he was abusive. It was the last birthday present he ever gave you. It was the best. Yeah. My second husband though, he and I have are are cordial. We have kids together. We need to maintain yes. a friendly relationship. Are we going to go out and have drinks together? No. No. But for the kids' sake, we can be respectful and cordial to each other. I have heard of people that can still do that. They literally co-parent like 
and it's just half and half and they're not just cordial they're like perfectly friendly yeah it's you know will we get there someday probably right now we're really only down to one kid that's a minor Mm -hmm. so and, and she's certainly she's she's a junior in high school so basically most communication goes through her and she's relatively independent oh yeah but I'm very careful never to badmouth her her dad to her because that's just not cool no. from a co-parenting standpoint. But the, an important thing you need to do is also is look back on the relationship. What worked, what didn't. This will help you determine what you want and don't want in the next relationship. You could think about what part of this relationship was healthy, what part of it was really kind of not, and avoid that. And this is where you... you Make a list. So like what I did with the ending of the second husband's relationship. Okay, well, I didn't do this. My mother did. (laughs) She made a list of all the qualifications she wanted in my next person. And I'm looking at this list. And she goes, you know, career, not job. All the things that a mom typically wants for their kid, right? Sense of humor. Now, my mother knows me. My mother knows me probably better than Rara. And... Sense of humor is pretty goddamn important. Oh, I knew that. Well, yes, but I'm just saying, like, my mother knows this shit. Like, that was top of her list was sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Social. Someone who'll go well, who will actually go out with me and not just hide in the house. Oh, my God. That's like top of my list, too. Right? Can you imagine if I ended up with an introvert who never wanted to go out? Hi, second husband. Why do you think I was always alone at your parties? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that bugged you. I remember that. I, I just, yeah. Munches, parties, everything. I would always be alone. And a couple of other things that mom threw in there, um, being able to cook, stuff like that. And then I thought about this and I was like, um, mom, what if there's something that I want on this list, but I don't want to tell you about it? Like being kinky? Yeah, that was it. Oh, yeah. And she goes, honey, I don't want to know what kind of sex you're having. I just want to know you're having it. Sex? And just as a side... That can be an important part of a relationship that you, I learned that from my second marriage. Yep. I would never have put that as one of the top five things that I need in a relationship. It's now one of the top five things I need in a relationship. Oh, God. After being married to an asexual, that was, who knew? I I didn't think I needed that much sex. (laughs) Surprise! But three times a year is not enough. Oh, wow. You got that much? I did. I actually ended up- I didn't even get that much. I ended up having more sex with Daddy J in a weekend than I did with my husband in a year. You do know, according to the experts, whoever these experts are, I think it's something like three times or less a year is considered a non-sexual marriage. Could we- How about week? No. I'm just saying is if if you've had sex only three times in a year or less, then you're considered having a sexless marriage. Okay. Well, that was- very many, many years with the second one. Oh, my second marriage too. Yeah. I didn't make it to a year with the first one. Yeah. So that one, I don't think really counts. No, I'm a glutton for punishment who doesn't like to give up. So <laughs> apparently hence, I just give the up. the three-year girlfriend relationship that shouldn't have been three years. <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, I'm I, stubborn like that. I don't like to admit defeat. I just like the fact that I had more sex with Daddy J in a weekend than I did with my husband in a year. Yeah. I think that's hilarious. So, yeah, it was weird, but like, yeah, there's certain things and like, not just sex. For me, it's kinky. I don't need kinky sex. Vanilla sex is fine, but I need, uh, see, I don't need somebody who's kinky. I need somebody who is kink adjacent and is acceptable. Diesel. Kink adjacent. Oh, yes. Diesel 
is not kinky. That's true, but, but he's poly. But he is poly and as and a swinger and he knows about the kink lifestyle. He's very comfortable with it. He's totally okay with what I do. You know, when he see when we when we're fucking and I'm covered in bruises and I'm like, can you just watch where your head's going? Because that area is extra sore. He gets it. There's 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 no there's no yeah. issue with it. So for me, that's okay because they they also have to be somebody who accepts the fact that when it comes to my kink, I'm poly. Yes, I joke about that. So I will play kinky with quite a few people. I'm not gonna have sex with them because my kink and my sex are separate. But they have to be okay with the fact that John is going to touch my naked body. And somebody else is going to touch my naked body. And Marla's going to touch my naked body. And this person, because I'm going to be kinking with them and I'm going to be naked. She's poly kinky. I'm poly kinky. I'm, I guess you could consider me poly kinky too, because I do the demos and I, but I'm, I'm the top with that. I don't know if it's any different with bottoming, but I've But you're still going to be touching naked bodies. All the time. But I've also bottomed for, for joy. Yeah. For fire cupping. So, but there's a, there's a thing. And then I have permission with a few people to just, you know, grab boobs, grab ass, all that other stuff, bury my face in their tits. So these are all things. I have given you that permission. You and a couple of other people. Yeah. So like, but for me, I need the kink. I'm never, ever going back to not having kink. I need the little. I need it for fuck's sake. And so I had to go find a person that matched all this criteria because I was, I was kind of done just dating around. Mm-hmm. You remember that after, oh, yeah. after your roommate, that whole situation, I was done. Mm-hmm. And I went out and I went daddy hunting. And lucky for me, the first guy that I talked to worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> all right. So I think we, we've talked a lot. I mean, oh, yeah. that's just my normal state of being, but we talked a lot of, in this episode about this. So just some final thoughts. You are going to have to learn to trust again if you broke up because your trust was broken. And somebody had asked, how do you learn to trust again? I don't have a brilliant answer for that. I don't think there is one. My answer was just somebody who is the right person for you will keep showing you that you can trust them. And eventually you'll get to the point where you believe it. If you have somebody who's saying, well, you can just trust me and they expect the blind trust and they're not willing to prove it, they're not the right person for you. It did take me a while after Voldemort for me to trust in people that what they, when they, when they told me, you know, like I believed him when he said we were fluid bonded and it wouldn't be anybody else. I have that relationship now with, with Diesel where we are fluid bond and just the two of us, but he still can fuck other people. It took me a while to trust that he was being truthful with me and he proved it to me time and time again. So, now I can trust him. These are just, it's just time. You know, grieving takes time and trust takes time. Don't break up with us. I feel like we should end on a high note. That's okay. kind of sad. All right. So you want a high note? Yeah. Don't break up with us. No, that's not, that's not ending on a high note. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Should I go back to singing again? Yes. Okay. Hold on. So breaking up is hard to do. And waking up. And I know, I know that it's true. Don't say that this is the end. Instead of breaking up, I wish that we were making up again. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. 
If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be shared in a future episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are The Pink Kink Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast, and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast and check out our Pink Kink swag available on our website, pinkkinkpodcast.com. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help us. And don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted.